All right, welcome to another Titans Talk. We've got a lot of things to talk about. We're on the brink of free agency. One week away. One week away. Landon, the big talk for Titans fans. Uh, frankly, I'm I'm ready to to not talk about it anymore. Is the Antonio Brown things now? Uh, this afternoon, we we've heard some things from the media. What's the latest you've heard on Antonio Brown and the Titans? The latest I heard was what you sent me, and what I read is that we're pretty much out of the front runner or the front running race to be trading for Brown. We've kind of simmered off on him. My theory. John Robinson is going to do his due diligence and make a phone call on almost everybody. And I think either the agent or the front office for the Steelers leverage that to say, hey, we have this interest. I think there was a phone call made. I don't think we were ever big players for him. I just think John Robinson is that kind of aggressive uh, guy who's going to at least pick up the phone and, 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 and see what the value might be or see what value it might take. And I think that we just got lumped in. I don't think – uh, I don't think John Robinson really wanted to give up real assets for him. Uh, what do you think? A report also said that Oakland has Simmerdom. So of the original big three that were interested in Brown, just the Redskins remain. I don't think so. there's a market for him. Uh, not a big one. I think um, the Raiders are not that interested either, unless they got a good value for him. Because you talk, I know people in the league and in the media refute this, but I think that they don't want to spend a lot of money right now. I don't think they have a lot of revenue coming in uh, by the normal standards of an NFL team. Uh, they're, uh, they're having to pay this relocation fee. I think they want to they want to uh, rebuild NBA style. And they took it down to the studs. I, I just think a lot of people in the media think that they've been brash in the past, but they weren't brash this last year. They were doing the opposite. And uh, they just think because they have all these picks, they can do this. I don't see that. Uh, it's going to be really, really interesting to see. And this whole, where's the deal going to be done by tomorrow that we've been hearing Friday's the deadline. That's because he's owed two and a half million dollars becomes guaranteed on his contract. If he's still with the Steelers on March 17th. So they're trying to create urgency. And I think they've not necessarily fabricated. I don't know if it's the agent or the front office, but they've sort of exaggerated. They, they've sort of tried to create something with all oh, the Titans are interested and all oh, the, the Raiders are really interested in, oh, it'll be done by Friday. And uh, I, I think there are still a lot of questions about his behavior and what discipline he might get from the NFL that I just don't think it's the right time. And I think the uh, Steelers are in a pretty weird spot right now. Yeah, it's definitely a weird spot because it's not like in the NBA where you can just force a player to come back and play for you. Like The, the rift between Brown and the Steelers is too large to keep them on their roster at this point. Well, they might release them then, or they might try to repair those because I don't know what kind of value, or the third option is just take whatever value is there. It's going to be really interesting yeah. to see. I don't know that we'll would, hear anything tomorrow, but I think obviously before the 17th, I think we're going to hear something. Most definitely, I, I think. What's your gut feeling? Like you said, we're a week away from free agency. What's your gut feeling on Le'Veon Bell? It's so intriguing because he did such an uncharacteristic uh, – pretty much unchartered thing and, and sitting the entire year at where, where do you see him next week and for, for what kind of money? Well, I think money wise, he set out this season, he lost about 14 and a half million. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think at least guaranteed per year for his guarantees, it'll be around 15. I would think, I believe that I think the jets make a lot of sense because they've got a young quarterback, really no other running backs on their roster engine on their offense to make things work and they have the money to do it 
What kind of money do you see him getting? I would say, if I had to guess, it would be something along the lines of three years, 45 million, 28 to 30 guaranteed of it. So two years with 15 million guaranteed, then another year after that. I'm going to make a prediction here that Le'Veon Bell does not get a contract worth more than $25 million guaranteed. I think it's definitely possible with just his just his past with his injuries and suspensions and the workload. But right. And his age. It only takes one team to – He's 27, but he's money. had a lot of – obviously for that position, uh, it's uh, – sometimes people think it's more about tread on the tires, so to speak. Interesting thing because he is a talented guy. He's also a bit of a headache. And this is a, a league, the NFL, where we've seen them – I think, sort of obviously uh, make a point with people. And I wonder, I'm sure they didn't like it that he basically just turned down that money. I'm not saying he's going to be blackballed or there's collusion, but I am very intrigued to see where he winds up and for how much. Landon, how do you think the fit is in Jacksonville with uh, Nick Foles? Foles, even though he, the situation with the Rams was never that good, he's really only really been that good in Philly. And that doesn't mean that I think he's going to be a bust in Jackson just because I don't like the Jags. Because he's shown over the past two seasons that he's a um, – I think he's a top – he's been a top 10 quarterback over the last two years. Yeah. Based on when, when he's played. But at the right. same time, the offensive talent and structure of the Eagles, to me, is better than the one in Jacksonville. It is. But I don't know if it's necessarily one of the top in our league. I think they're well coached on offense and they, they have – They've had a pretty good infrastructure. I'm a little higher on Nick Foles, I think, than I've heard a lot of, oh, well, he's not this and he's not that. Well, you mentioned a top 10, top 12 quarterback. If they get that, if he's a top half guy, I think Jacksonville's going to be happy. Maybe it's that I like him and I think he's a good guy. or or And maybe it's the fit with John Filippo. But I think that from what they've gotten the last couple of years at quarterback, I just think it's going to be uh, a material game-changing force for them. And I think he's going to have – and above average for NFL quarterback starters, he's going to have two above average years here. So I'm, I'm unfortunately, because I'm not obviously uh, not a Jacksonville fan, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty bullish on them, on, on Nick Foles there anyways. I, I think Jacksonville's going to find a way to screw things up and be who they are, I hope. But uh, I think Nick Foles is going to be a pretty good fit there. Yeah, I think Foles will be better than Blake Bortles or Cody Kessler. Well, there's no question about that. And uh, that's the big contrast is they, they have been bad at that position. You know, one of the more intriguing things this offseason is Teddy Bridgewater, 26 years old. And the interesting thing about him is he did show himself that he was, you know, a competent NFL quarterback before the devastating injury, which has been, what, um, three seasons ago. Now he's sat there. He, there's obviously value for him around the league. He got a contract last year. He was traded for a third-round pick. Uh, where do you see him uh, ending up? I think he'll end up to one of these quarterback needy teams that might not get their free agent guy. They're one at free agent. And with the uncertainty of, of the draft, it'll be like last year with the Jets where a team like the Jets will draft him. I mean, sign him as insurance in case the draft doesn't go their way. And he has the opportunity to fight for a starting job. He's shown his value as a backup. And he's right. been he's gotten assets in the past for him. So teams that jump out to me based on the criteria you just mentioned are the New York Giants, Washington Redskins. Who else? Giants, 
Redskins. Dolphins? Oh, yeah, def- definitely Miami. That's a good one. Dolphins might be a good path for him because they, uh, he and his agent are going to say, who is less, least likely to get their quarterback in the draft? And where could we to, to, to have a good possibility to start and not, you know, sign with a team that is just going to sign, you know, like a la the Giants. So, you know, you get Dolphins yeah. or the Redskins. I, I personally think the, Dolph- the Redskins are going to go all in on Josh Rosen, but we'll see. Trent Brown made himself a lot of money last year. He's just 26 years old, six foot eight, 380 pounds. Looked good. Obviously, New England makes a lot of guys look good. He's salvaged a lot of careers. He's going to make a lot of money just because tackles made a lot, make a lot of money when they hit free agency. Do you see him getting a like a top in fourteen, fifteen million dollar a year deal, or is he going to be somewhere below that? I would expect on a per year basis to for him to get around ten to ten to eleven ish. Mm-hmm. I think just because obviously with his weight coming into this offseason, he was reportedly overweight injury issues in the past. He's just not a good enough region, I guess, to for a team to be confident throwing top money at like to look like Lawan was for us. I believe he's a Florida native, but I think he would be a really good fit in Arizona. What do you think of that? I think he's a good fit in Arizona just because they need offensive linemen who are good. So basically long out there. anybody anybody that's big with a pulse is a good fit out there right now, right? Yeah, it was that bad. If you watched them, and I know you did, if you watched them, uh, their protection was just terrible. Um, and there were a few places I saw some some bad protection last year. I saw it in Buffalo, and I saw it. Um, you know, I saw it in Minnesota last year. I thought their offensive line was disappointing. So I think uh, I think Brown's got a market uh, for sure. Absolutely. Now here's a guy I didn't expect to be a free agent, but. Um, New York is, uh, is being managed uh, differently. They have a different front office uh, that did not draft uh, Landon Collins in the second round. Um, was that three, four years ago? So he did not have a fifth-year option. Landon Collins uh, was not drafted by that current front office. Really good player who suffered a really ill-timed injury to his shoulder last year. Landon Collins is a very good player on tape. There are a lot of good safeties in the market. There are just a lot of good safeties in the NFL right now. I just think there's a lot of guys – that size and um, they come out of college and uh, that are forced to do a lot of things at, at, at the higher levels of college football. So Landon Collins, as good as he is, obviously they, they found him replaceable. Landon, first of all, what was your reaction to, to him not being franchised for what, 11 million bucks? And secondly, where, where do you see Collins and is he a possibility uh, in Nashville? I don't see it, but do you, do you see him as a possibility with the Titans? Well, initially, him not being franchised was surprising me, but I remember that Gettleman had taken back the franchise tag on Josh Norman in Carolina. So he's shown in the past that he's not willing to pay the top money for defensive backs. And even though we just, even though we're planning on cutting Jonathan Cyprian, I don't see any way he'll come to Nashville unless we pay him as much as he wants because I really think the Colts – make the most sense money and fit-wise next to Malik Hooker. He can be more of a imbo- uh, closer to the line of scrimmage safety. And I just don't really see it in Nashville personally. Right. I, I don't think it's a big need for us, but it's a question worth asking. Um, New Orleans is very much in win-now mode, and, and I think that could be a decent fit there. That's a good point. 
What about Trey Flowers? Uh, New England obviously historically makes guys look good and let, lets them go to free agency. We historically, obviously, in the last two seasons, have our biggest free agent has been from Patriots. New England. So is is Trey Flowers at 26 years old, a guy who's had 21 sacks in three years? Is, is he on the Titans' radar? I think he has to be just because he's one of the top guys at a position in need that we have. But I'm seeing reports that he's expected to get a, a long-term deal of 15 to 17. Year, and I don't know if we'd be willing to invest that. Landon Earl Thomas, speaking of safeties and kind of a last year we saw Kenny Vaccaro last until after training camp began and then come in and play very well for the Titans. I think we're going to see the same thing happen to some safeties. I don't really see a market for Earl Thomas or maybe to to his expectation. What, what do you think about Earl Thomas? Well, I know that he's looking into this market for a big-time deal on I agree with you. I don't think he's going to get the the attention for the contract that he wants. But I doubt he'd be like Vaccaro in this last until a team suffers an injury and signs for low money. I think he'll be let down, but he'll be still be making good money. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if he – I just wonder how that's going to go if he's going to get more than a one-year deal. We'll see. He's got some injury issues. He's 30. I prefer, and I know you do too, Tyron Matthew, uh, the Honey Badgers. So – He's 27 years old. He's had two straight years that he's played all 16 games. I think he's going to, I think he's going to be the safety to, to come off the market and, and find maybe a three-year deal with another team. Hopefully not in the AFC South because I think he's a good player. Yeah, I think he's the most likely to get a long-term deal outside of Landon Collins. Yeah, I agree. Tyrell Williams, the receiver um, for the Los Angeles Chargers, he's that receiver this year that's going to get kind of Overpaid. money that's that's more co- co- commiserate with his uh production although uh he's averaged 16 yards a carry per in catch. the last three seasons uh, per catch in the last three seasons uh he's big six foot four uh, where do you see him going and obviously landon the titans the last two seasons the two full off seasons with john robinson as general manager we have made a big splash in free agency by our standards Logan Ryan last year and Malcolm Butler uh, this past season. Do you, do you see us being a, a do you see us landing another ten million plus a season type guy? And do you think Tyrell Williams is that big splash for us? I mean, he could be, but I feel very nervous about paying Williams that much just because he's the top guy and assuming Antonio Brown doesn't come to Nashville that we just move out of necessity. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. He'd be a great deep threat, but someone's going to pay him what, Landon? $14 million a year? Yeah, I mean, given what we saw last year where guys like Paul Richardson were making over $8 million a year. And, not, and yeah. Richardson's good, but free agents, like the top-tier free agents, will always get overpaid to an extent Yeah, because actually. there's a lack of them. Now, here's a, here's a guy that's going to get paid that I know you, you like uh, more than Williams, Matt Paredes, the center for, uh, for the Broncos, 29 years old. He had an injury last year. That worries me a little bit. But obviously we did pretty well with Ben Jones, maybe not this last season. But uh, uh, we did well with Ben Jones until this season. Uh, prior to that, he was a pretty good uh, mid-range free agent for us. I know there was a time, Landon, where we both wanted uh, Zeke uh, Ansa, the, the Lions uh, defensive end, and so I feel like maybe – do you think there's a chance that they make the same segue with uh, Paredes here? I really hope we do. I mean, I 
I think he's probably the best offensive lineman on the open market that makes sense for us. And given how bad our interior offensive line was for Marcus and Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis, he just makes the, he makes perfect sense as a signing. We would love to see him as a Titan. He's 30. He's obviously had some, some shoulder injuries and issues. Is he one of those guys that's like, oh, I wish we had him two years ago? Or is he an Arakpo guy that this maybe got a, a second act? In? I think he's got a – I personally think that he has a chance to kind of rehabilitate his career because over the past couple of seasons he's had injuries. Then he was franchised. He wasn't that good. Then the Lions let him go, so – I think he has a chance to kind of bounce back. And we need pass rushers and as rushers, so he would make sense on our team. Right. Uh, depending on the value there, I think you make a really good point. Lan, do you think um, – we talked about Freitas. Do you see us getting in the uh, interior offensive line game? What's the market like for a center or guard beyond those guys? Uh, do, do you see us being, being aggressive there? I, I know – you know, I know. I think that our biggest limitation down the stretch was our protection. I really do think it was just really bad, especially uh, midseason. Uh, I would love for us to, to find a guy that could be a uh, a good starter uh, on the on the interior offensive line. Who who is that guy this year? If we go there, in free agency, I yeah. think Paradis is obviously the ideal guy to get. But then Raymond Foster from Pittsburgh, yeah, isn't who quite, played at University yeah. of Tennessee. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't quite as good as as he was in the past, where they just had a great offensive line. But he's still good. He's still a pretty good guard, and we and I like a pretty good guard right now. Yeah, absolutely. More of these guys you said free agency uh, interior offensive line they don't anymore. I think it's showing how there's just not that many of them uh, anymore. I think they were more of a commodity when more teams at the college level were or playing out of the eye and playing uh, out, of, out of pro sets more. Um, it, the zone blocking and, and spread offenses, I think, has is, is made it just more uncommon for these guys to be up and ready. And, and so people are hanging on to their guys, even if they're not great. I know Ro- Ro- Roger Saffold is a hitting free agency, the Rams guard. He's 31 years old. Any possibility we see him in Nashville? I think so, too. I, I think he's around Foster's level as far as – guard play goes but right now I can't really get a feel for what each individual player's value is so I'm not sure like I would probably prefer the one that gets paid a bit less just because I feel that they're very similar as far as product as far as production goes so I wouldn't mind either one personally let's talk receiver I think we will uh, sign a veteran receiver uh, I think we need a good sure-handed slot guy. Uh, I know we need more, and, and we need more from the guys on our team, but uh, I think protection is a bigger issue uh, for us than receiving, although obviously we, 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 we had our negative moments. Let me throw a few names at you and tell me what you think. I could see Jamison Crowder being a Titan. 26 years old, injury issues. It, he is an explosive player. I mean, I know he's able to catch the ball consistently, so that's an upgrade over – almost everyone not named Corey Davis. I know he's he's a good slot receiver. He's quick. He, he fits Mario, how Marietta likes to play. And I don't think he'll get paid too, too much. So it's not like we're breaking the bank for a guy who might not be that good. In that level of guys, who would you 
who would you prefer over Crowder besides uh, Williams? Um, I kind of like Chris Conley yeah, so, as a sleeper. Yes, yeah, so talking Conley or Dante Moncrief yeah. or obviously Adam Humphreys. Uh, several guys in the market, obviously Golden Tate. Who else am I missing? Well, just going back, Cordell or Patterson, but he's more of a gadget player now. Right, and a special teamer. Yeah, he's John Brown. Uh, John Brown is um, is is he's kind explosive. of an inconsistent player, but he's very very fast. Twenty nine years old. Yeah, but seventeen take, yards of reception. Yeah. He's a deep threat, but well, yeah. I think we need a little bit more than a deep threat now. I'd love to see somebody. I would like to see Adam Humphreys and a healthy Jamison Crowder uh, maybe sign a. A market value contract. I don't. I'm fine with those guys. I, I don't think it bodes well if we have to overpay for a guy like that. But I think that's what we could use a good solid uh, second or third receiver. Um, yeah, I think. I think as far as receiver goes, assuming Antonio Brown doesn't come here, which it doesn't look like it, like Richard Matthew was a few years ago, and then we'll invest. I think a day one or day two pick, so first, second, or third rounder, into this rookie receiver class to kind of get a get another young prospect to help out Mariota. I think we will too. The Titans actually have a, a decent recent history with picking kind of mid-level receivers uh, in free agency. You just mentioned Matthews who until obviously he lost his mind and gave up uh, gave gave away his money and quit our team essentially last year. With him, Nate Washington was a guy who was like a third or fourth receiver in Pittsburgh and came and was our second receiver for a while and had a good uh, second act of his career. So hopefully we can do the same with one of these guys that are out there. Uh, we're going to have to be judicious and find the right guy. I certainly hope we do, and we don't break the bank uh, for them. Let's talk about our own free agents. Quentin Spain, I know he gets a hard time among the fan base. Is, uh, is any chance Quentin Spain – comes back to this team, or where do you where do you see him landing? Well, assuming that he isn't giving a given a bigger deal than what we give him, I think he will end up being back. If not, just to have continuity, I could see us maybe drafting his replacement long term, and but we would sign him just to make sure that that guard spot is filled. Well, I could see him finding and catching on with somebody, you know, next week after a bit of the dust settles, but um, it's, I see it's weird because we talk about, Oh, we need to say, I wish we had, I wish we had him coming back as depth. Um, I, he was frustrating as a starter at times, but I do wish we had him coming back as depth, but it'll, it'll just, we'll just need to wait and see if anybody gives him any, any money. Any it just money. depends on his market because if like Arizona pays him a bit more or Buffalo or the jets pay him a bit more than what we do. And he knows that he will start. I have a hard time seeing that he'll be back. Right. I agree. Kenny Vaccaro, I think, is uh, our best free agent. Easily. Uh, and uh, he's 28 years old. Obviously, he had a, a good year. We took him off of late free agency, gave him a chance because of injury. Uh, I just assumed that he'll be back, but obviously he's going to hit free agency next week. What do you think happens? I feel like he has to be back partially because we cut Cyprian. I know cutting Cyprian saved us over $6 million in cap space. But it just feels like a precursor to re-signing Vaccaro. Right, because... it does. I just wish it would have already happened. But I guess that's the, the, the interesting thing of it. I, I wish he was off. The, I wish we would have taken him off the market. But we'll see. You mentioned Chris Conley, so I want to come back to that receiver, played for the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, they've got a lot of weapons there. 44 receptions in 2016. But in the last two seasons, just, just 43 catches. I think he kind of got lost on uh, depth here. 
He had five touchdowns last year. He does seem like a guy that could hopefully come come to the Titans on a team-friendly deal and sort of grow into our third, second receiver. So that's a really good name that you pulled. And still a young guy. Is there anybody else that just jumps out to you that may be under the radar that you're kind of like me? I, I would like to see Jameson Crowder be a Titan under a good deal. I'd like to see him stay healthy. Is there a guy that you're kind of hoping kind of kind of makes uh, makes his way to Nashville? I know DJ Fluker is a guy that has physical tools and has been frustrating on a few other teams at times, but he's a guy with his skill set and, and, and measurables. I could see him sort of growing into in his early 30s. He's 28 now, being a, a good, solid interior lineman. Uh, is there a, a guy like that for you? Austin, I've always liked Austin Safarian Jenkins, and he was hurt this year for Jacksonville. He didn't do much, but he's he's a good upside player for us just to have his depth. I know we had so many tight ends come out and produce this year just because of so many injuries, but I feel like if Safarian Jenkins is battling for our tight end number two with Johnny Smith, that's a pretty good tight end group we have there. I agree. He's a guy on my list, too. Safarian Jenkins has my admirations for what he's uh, came back from in his personal life and how he's persevered there. And uh, for the Jets, he was a, a productive player in 2017. I would like to see him in Nashville and, like you said, add depth to, uh, to, to the tight end position. Uh, that, that would be something. And I could see that maybe happening. I think uh, uh, we'll have to see. Those are the kind of guys that uh, historically have found their way to Nashville and been productive. Uh, there's, there are certainly, after the guys we had to go through because of injury last year, there's certainly opportunity for tight ends. And I know we've, we've got pretty good depth there because of that. Ferkser, if Ferkser is your third or fourth tight end, I, I think you're, you're pretty good there moving forward. This is going to be our podcast for Free Agency Primer. Obviously, we're going to get back with you next week after the names and teams start connecting with each other. Really exciting time of year. We've got a lot more to talk about. We've been following the combine closely, and we've got our thoughts. We'll be getting back to you on that really soon. Landon, any parting thoughts? Just know that the legal tampering period is Sunday and Sunday or Monday, so expect to get a, a ton of signings as soon as the new year start as a new, as soon as the new NFL year starts right away. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good and we'll catch up with everybody soon.